Hello, this is Technognosis. Welcome to Member Discord Call Episode 2. With me today, I have three special guests. The first one is from Minnesota, and that's Salzburg Gold. Hey, everyone. Nice to see you here, SG. I also have uh, Dapey Dapey from Jersey. Hello there. All right, Morvi. And we also have a special guest from JohnLabon.com, their latest member. And we have Fly Fisher with us. Hello, Fly Fisher. Hey, hey. Today we're going to discuss the history hoax. And this is a bit of a request from Fly Fisher. So I don't know if Dapey Dapey wants to kick off the thoughts on this, as uh, apparently got a quote that uh, he wants to give to us that he's stealing from his own work. So please uh, enlighten everybody there, Dapey Dapey. <laughs> Well, this was this was a quote from my re recent YouTube video. Uh, history is a Wellian dream, and just to caveat it, it's just a potential framework. Uh, I'm not saying that it's definitely the what history is, but it's a way of interpreting the history hoax. I only thought of it because Flyfisher mentioned, in the light of the history hoax. Well, then what? Where did we come from? And in my video, I say, The history of historians is a hoax. What then is the real history? Outside of your own experience, dear listener, you will never know. As long as you live, it will be an unsolved riddle inside your mind. A riddle that may drive you to madness. That quote I stole a bit from 1984, where he talks about how you can never quite know if the Goldstein resistance exists or not. And then, my point being then, what is the point of the hoaxes of history and these incongruities of the lie system that are present like a parasite on reality? And my thought is, is that the point of the hoaxes of history are they make you realise that something isn't quite going on. And that can lead you down a strange path, or it can make you turn back to the only true reality we have, which is the experiences that we have directly in the realm around us. It's very profound, Diaper. Thank you. Could you clarify a little bit of what you just said there? I'm sure I just caught while you was reciting that or your your bit of explanation at the end i think you did like what an, an opposition or a reverse on something and i'm, I'm trying to think what you did well i mean it's topical we recently did a we just finished the 1984 conversation which people will be able to hear at some point and i followed it up with a quote from 1984 which is who controls the past ran the party slogan controls the future who controls the present controls the past and my next comments are, if you control your own present, then you control your past, and thus your future. And if you've observed the hoaxes and the incongruities that surround you, then perhaps now, turning your eyes to the reality in the present, you have that control. And if you have control of your own present, you have the control of your past and of your future. And it's that which can make you, I use the phrase, become fully lucid in the shared dream which we have. So the hoaxes of history can make you realize that you need to turn to reality. And that's when you become fully lucid. And we just saw in our 1984 discussion that Winston is always writing to the future. 
the future is controlled by the past, which you could control by the present. And he's trying to skip ahead to that point. Whereas if he'd have focused on the present, then he already would have the future under his control, which is the same for all of us. It is, Dai people. With us looking into history, then we're focusing on the past and not the present. So where does that leave us with your thoughts? But it's that very thing which is what brings us into lucidity by seeing these things and that's the slogan says who controls the past controls the future but who controls the present controls the past so we're now looking at the past with lucid eyes even though we we have the present it's still going then to the past and to the future so it's not saying that you can't ever look in the past but the hoaxes bring us back to our present so now when we are looking at the past, we are controlling now the past rather than the past that's being presented to us, if that makes sense. It does, Dapey, and, uh, and I apologise, but I did try and squeeze you for a, for the explanation. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you did. I, I didn't know I thought that until you squeezed me. <laughs> it's hilarious, isn't it? I mean, Fly Fisher brought the History Oaks topic up. What I'd like to hear from both Fly Fisher and Salzburg Gold, because obviously I know that myself and Dapey Dapey are a bit experienced in in the History Oaks area as we've done our own pieces and obviously articles and own work. Get the take from both Fly Fisher and Salzburg Gold before we maybe, myself and Dapey, maybe give a bit more explanation on what we think is actually happened or going forward. And I know obviously Dapey's just given his a bit of an explanation, as it were, for, for what's going on around us in reality but yeah we can go into everything a bit further but please uh sg please uh give us your thoughts on the history oaks because to be honest i don't think i've actually ever heard them and what do you think is going on uh, well for me it seems to give legitimacy to many different things such as having a hierarchical society and uh, the way our society is geared towards technological progression by putting out these fake stories of history it it allows the people who the powers that be that currently rule it gives them a sense of legitimacy so oh yeah man the romans in the past thousands of years ago yeah they were always okay with having people tell them what to do and tax them and send them to war yeah you know people have always accepted that come on guys (laughs) <laughs> like it's just it really reinforces that stuff like that and you know oh man the romans were on the cutting edge of military technology they were you know finding the most effective ways to take out their enemies and like it really kind of has um it really reinforces our current cultural norms you know how everything in our society is geared towards technological progression if your job is not like managing people or doing manual labor like you're doing some sort of implementation of sort of new technologies or ideas or infrastructures that they want to put in place if you read about the ancient egyptians and their tactable the pyramid it's like hmm, yeah okay you know maybe we should just keep advancing technological progression to me that's what it seems to be reinforcing i have one question for you sj can you guess what it is after all that you've just said no go ahead who's they uh, you know, who, whoever the powers that be are, it, it would seem, it would seem to me that there is a, there's some sort of force out there that these ideas, well, maybe not a central force. It obviously is, uh, could be different though, I imagine, but whoever is dictating the culture seems to, uh, that's who they are. They seem to 
they, those are the powers that be, the, one, the ones who can influence and dictate our culture. Okay, I wasn't going to do this because I was going to come back after maybe or after Floyd Fisher has spoken and give some thoughts. But I mean, as you've just given what you've given, I, I want to put forward that I truly do not believe that there is any power in this world today that is pushing anything at all. I think the call them the Illuminati, call them whatever you want, they are non-existent. And I really, really have got to the point now where I think that everything, everything, and I think original simulants is one who probably back this up with what I'm saying, is that uh, the whole system that's in place is just a natural progression now from where it started. And it's all on automatic pilot. And I think that's pretty much where it is. To me, that is definitely, yeah, no, that's definitely a possibility. I'm not firmly embedded in the idea that, you know, there's some like shady group like the Illuminati or whatever that is just influencing things. But it would probably, and like, and even to say that this group of people, like it's even a group that's connected and communicating, like, no, that doesn't have to necessarily be that, but it would probably be people that have resources and that want to continually generate wealth or influence. It's not necessarily a group, but like the people at that level of society, they definitely could use their, the tools they have to maybe manipulated in the direction they would like it and there might be some sort of trickle down effect there doesn't have to be some sort of central authority dictating everything do you think those sg that i mean looking at things like 1984 and you know going back maybe a little bit before you know into the early 1900s and that the you know the royals or people connected to the royal families and whatever did have a big influence back then certainly in the 1800s as well with things like you know dinosaurs all this kind of thing uh, they had a massive influence back then but is it true today that that they are pushing or that any agendas or whatever are being pushed by these type of people today because when i look at people like the queen Prince Harry and all all these people who are out in the limelight, as it were, they all seem totally programmed to me. But then again, it's like I feel like they might, from their own education, they might have a totally different view of the masses. But no, that like it could be entirely. I, I'm. It could be entirely possible. Like, yeah, no, they're as bought into it as the bottom. And I th- I think that is the case for uh, most of the pyramid, but. Maybe at the capstone, it might be a little bit different. But for, yeah, I would say for the most part, it could be totally just unhinged at this point. Lucifer, dipey, dipey, at the capstone. I think it's ourselves at the capstone. That moment, the Lucifer moment of truth. I think we're disassociated alter egos of the similar Hermes, but not the, we're not all creators of this realm. It's only the lucid dreamers. That's kind of where I'm at on it. And what you just said about the royalty being like NPCs, I've got a, I'm starting to have a feeling that there is those who run the show, but those who run the show are just NPCs and they don't really run the show in that sense. They are the product of the dream magicians and the dream magicians are the lucid dreamers or PCs. It's actually, maybe they're 
like the standard bearer for the system that we have they kind of normalize it you know like i'm thinking about people go crazy about the royal baby and stuff like this and it just seems like for them to not be alarmed by the system for them not to be waving the the flag it just kind of normalizes things for the masses so it seems like they're they're kind of the standard bearer in that that sense but i would also bring up it seems like uh, i know the royal society has a, a great deal of influence um as far as like pushing scientism quote-unquote scientism they're they're heavily involved in that and then i would also say don't they have something to do with the this like academic system as far as like um authorizing and promoting certain academic fields so i feel like in that sense as well and then i would just add on to what sg said about the education bit right which is you know, how do we know that these these capstone folks aren't getting some kind of different education? Are we getting the the Goyam education, and and then uh, these folks are getting the master education? It would seem like it. I mean, again, we don't know, but I think in a sense that you could make that argument. And I I would also want to put out there, I do not think there's any evil lead out to get me, but I also wouldn't say that they're my friends trying to help me. That's what they want you to think, SG. That's what they want you to think. <laughs> Don't forget the old saying that the greatest thing that the devil ever did was make everybody believe that he doesn't exist. Indeed. Yeah, that's what in monasteries they tell each other all the time. That's what that's what he wants you to think. I'm going to throw a curveball in here, and I don't know if any of you guys have heard this, but uh, I was telling JLB about this one, and this all goes back to the fact that my daughter spilt a bottle of juice on my laptop, and I had to get it repaired, and I lost a lot of files. And one of the files I had on my laptop was for an event that happened in 2016, and I've be very interested certainly from Dapey Dapey if he'd heard of it because obviously you're from the Fair Isle of Jersey and maybe or maybe not part of the UK but apparently in 2016 there was an event which primarily happened on Facebook and what it was is was during the Queen of England's I believe it was a birthday or a 90th birthday or something like that that was going on and what happened was is that while she was doing a speech she lost the plot and uh, a apparently uh, metamorphosized into some kind of creature and we can all sit a lizard yeah we can all sit and laugh about this but as it happened live there was literally thousands of facebook messages going across which i was totally unaware of this and i just was hit with the messages while i was at home and I saw the messages. I thought, you know, what's going on here? Shouldn't have sweared then. I'll uh, edit that out. So what, what's going? What's going on here? I was started wading through, and I thought, oh, wh what's this about? And I thought, what shall I do? Well, I had a look at the palace website, and they'd already issued a statement. And I had a copy of this statement on my laptop. And the statement said something to, I'm paraphrasing, but something to the effect of, you now know the queen is not human, but she's still your queen. And she still loves you all. This kind of, this is paraphrasing, obviously, and not right. But this was what I actually had copy of this. And I took that from the palace, from Buckingham Palace website. Within a day, within that day, you could not find anything anywhere about this event at all so there was all people there was all there was all messages going around she's turning into something she looks like something it's absolutely crazy it was and it all disappeared and i had 
a lot of this stuff on a file on this very laptop that I am now using in front of me and it got wiped and I am so, so miffed about it. So your thoughts, please, on that one and how does that fit into the stories that we've just been talking about regarding the history oaks? I am miffed that you lost that TNG because when that happened, I didn't have any access for like three years i didn't know what was going on in the news like no nothing like that at all and when i got back to the world like i trawled through to see what had been going on the last few years the thing i was most shocked about and i could barely believe it was true and i i, I was flabbergasted and i checked in about five sources was leicester city winning the premier league <laughs> which, which, and i was like that didn't happen but it turns out it did but that's being away when that happened i have not come across that anywhere at all so and you won't and i haven't heard anyone ever talk about it no i'm i'm the only i'm the only crazy one who normally talks about this kind of stuff on johnlebon.com to be honest but what, what what's interesting about it is if it did like if this happened and she's revealed not to be human according if you were like a, a very traditionalist then you'd have to still accept her as your queen because as long as she's not a Roman Catholic, I mean, she, she could be an alien, but as long as she's not a Roman Catholic, they still have to bend their knee according to their own principles. Well, Richard Branson and, El, and all the Knights of the Round Table will uh, certainly still be sucking up to her, whatever. So, but I just thought it was, uh, you know, I just thought I'd fling it in there, as, as, especially as SG was going on about uh, there's no people who rule the show and, and all this kind of thing. So, Fly Fisher, what's your thoughts? I, I'd really like to get some from you. Yeah, man, that that's extremely, extremely interesting. Uh, I definitely find that whole thing fascinating. I wouldn't rule anything out. TNG, what shape did they, you know, was the claim that she turned into, like, a reptile? Or what was the... Uh, the... Yeah, it was the classic David Icke thought on the matter, and that's what it was. As I said, there was no photograph. I think everybody must have been so stunned or whatever when they were taking the messages. that Nobody managed to get a photo on onto Facebook, but if they did, it was blocked or whatever. I don't know. Just from the messages, they were describing it in the messages. And then when I went onto the website myself and pulled off that statement, that was it was first page. It was just up there for literally, you know, from from about five ten minutes from me hearing it of this going on on facebook and i and i had a look and it was there and i thought wow what what is going on is this some kind of joke but there is no joke from buckingham palaces though they just don't do things like that so it's one of those weird ones and it certainly is a bit of a clue to me for some of the things that are going on and and i don't know if you guys i suppose sg might do but know some of my other experiences i've had over the year over the years yeah yeah i'm well, before I get to like the other stories you've mentioned in the past, it makes me always that like you guys remember Jordan Maxwell, the Akhenati, or <laughs> those like you know whatever that story was, the the people that came from some other planet <laughs> infused their yeah the Anunnaki, Anunnaki, yeah, dude, that's what uh, <laughs> that's what got me thinking about it. But I I think I do remember the. Um, looking at it in like 2017 like yeah I, like she was in some parade and then all of a sudden her eyes shifted i don't know if necessarily know about the statement from buckingham and palace but i do remember that like eye shifting event i just watched it on youtube and it, it's pretty weird the thing that would be most interesting to me is the buckingham palace statement uh, because 
that would be the that would be the thing. So TNG, have you seen like Miley Cyrus or like Justin Bieber? They've both had that like reptilian twitch in their eye because it definitely wasn't only the Queen. I have seen this stuff and I have looked into it all, but but I really do put down most of that kind of stuff that goes around on YouTube and and on the internet as just being fake. I really do. I, I don't think it, a lot of it is true. To me, there are some unusual footage where the errors in the footage, when you get an error in your video footage, especially digital footage, the whole you know the whole scene will be disrupted or distorted, but you get these weird photographs or videos where just the person is distorted and no but nothing else is in the scene the other trouble is it's like 9-11 or anything is that we only ever get the information via the media so we're still stuck with that problem of the lie system you're right dipey dipey if i recall correctly you had a story it was on like some a member discord call around november of 2018 you said I don't. You might have been driving, but you were out late, and you saw some like bright yellow eyes somewhere. This was back when I was twenty years old, so this is thirty years ago, and this is way before I was into the conspiracy stuff, and long, long before David Icke came along with his stupid reptile theory and and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean, yeah, just uh, obviously anybody wants to check that back on there. I I did have an encounter with a very tall being in the middle of nowhere in Wales. More interesting to me is actually my second experience, which happened last year. So that one was was something else altogether. Uh, yeah, I was say, mate, would you care to discuss that one you had a year ago and is maybe see if there's any connections with whatever that was going on with the Queen? Well, again, this is this was on the Discord call, so I, I did give both uh, experiences. But that second experience essentially is, a, you know, I, I ran into a service station, into a services because I was absolutely busting because I've been driving for hours and hours, busting to go to the toilet. And essentially, cutting the long story short, when I when I got into this toilet, there was an individual in there who was essentially his whole body was warping and twisting about, and he was splashing himself with water. So it looked like he had some kind of men in black suit on and it was the most weirdest experience ever but as i said i think phil bbg was uh, on that call more interesting for him and myself was the fact that there was another guy in this toilet who witnessed what was going on the same time as me except he was zombied out he actually did not he couldn't he, he essentially looked straight through me straight through this bloke as though we we as though there was some kind of hypnosis event going on with this guy and this this thing, whatever it was, you know, said to me directly, keep away from me. You're going to hurt me. Stay away from me. So it's it's one of the most, well, it is the single most weirdest thing that's ever happened to me in my life. But now you can imagine <laughs> everywhere I go now, I'm, I'm thinking, oh, God, am I going to run into something else like this again? Uh, and I tell you, it, it's the most strange experience ever. So, yeah, so if you want to listen back to that at jlb.com, then please do that. Obviously, there's a bit more detail in there. As this relates to the history hoax, my thoughts wander all over the place now. Believe me, they really do, because what's going on in this place, I really don't know. I really don't. I would add a couple thoughts onto that, which is uh, tie back to the, the history hoax. Which is think about the the apparent uh, appearance of technology. Um, even that would kind of make you think that folks are getting direction from some kind of some kind of other entity. I don't know. That's just kind of where my thoughts go on that. But man, I, I mean, there's a bunch here. 
you know, it kind of makes me think of some of the hollow earth stuff that I came across, which is all seen those like um, pictures of massive tunnels and stuff like that. I mean, look at, I mean, we all know this, the lie system here, right? I, I mean, we've all seen some, some crazy stuff in our day. Would it surprise you to learn something like that? I mean, there's all kinds of possibilities, but I'd also state a, a lot of the information I've heard regarding this kind of thing. And, you know, I, I'm with you on it. The fact that, you know, if it's on the internet being passed around to mainstream circles, it's probably garbage. But the thing I found interesting in connection to this is the vibrational state. Like I've heard something to the effect of like people can like uh, tweak their vibrational state, kind of transform into, into one of these. Regarding the history hoax and where we're at, why it's provided, just something that Salzburg Gold stood out to me when he said one of the reasons potentially for the history hoax is that it gives justification for the system we find ourselves in now. The religion of our age seems to be progressivism, and progressivism is about, you know, a future utopia, and every religion needs a creation myth. Progressivism obviously indicates going backwards a long history before with this gradual progression eventually leading to technology, and then other dogmas of the the modern religion are based on like the the ancestral sin of slavery or the ancestral sin of patriarchy. Just linking it into what we are talking about with things like the shape-shifting queen and such things, it's possible that that is part of this creation myth. Because the creation myth assumes like an evil past. If you wanted to have like the devil and demons, then that religion also needs stuff like the Anunnaki and such things. So in that sense, you could link having a creation myth of your ancient history, which is fine for your everyday believer, but then some people need something more metaphysical or spiritual. So you also provide a Gnostic interpretation of that ancient history. Interesting thoughts as usual, Diaper. Is that a compliment or is that a way? Okay, I always so sometimes I wonder if if there's a pause when someone says ah oh, interesting thoughts. It's like saying ah oh, oh, that was very interesting and <laughs> move the conversation along. No, my my mind boggles half the time when you're talking. Anyway, believe me, it does because your your thoughts really do wander around, they don't they? I was just gonna say, I think like esoteric, you know, subjects when the dipe gets into it or anybody for that matter, it's definitely a little bit more t- like takes a little more time to process. Oh, I feel I feel a bit better then. It certainly does take some processing, doesn't it? Floyd Fisher, I don't know if you want to pick up where you left off, mate. All right, right on. So I'll I'll kind of continue where I was at. So. You know, we're talking about this. I just had, I don't know, some interesting thoughts I thought I'd throw into it. So, you know, I started out with, like, uh, the hollow earth thing, right? I mean, we've all seen these kind of, like, big cave-type structures. So I I feel like that's kind of tangentially connected to this, potentially. And, of course, I've seen it floating around the Internet about uh, creatures living on on the inside of the earth, that type of thing. So just as it relates to this, I thought that was somewhat interesting but i'd also bring up just the kind of magical emergence of technology in the course of human development societal development it's like you know where did this technology come from i mean is it we all know the the craziness of this world i mean yeah it's pretty far-fetched to to insinuate that you know maybe the capstones get in their direction from somewhere else from different entities but i got to admit the lie system is it's pretty intricate i, I mean this thing is is 
deep and it gets to some deep psychological levels and just uh, just how they attach these hoaxes and stuff to people's emotions and, and the, the sheer level of uh, double things like man I, I mean this shit almost seems kind of like out of this world uh, it almost seems outside of human ability to kind of come up with the, these sorts of things. And so the the apparent emergence of technology seems like it, it would play into this. And then the last kind of point that I brought up was about seeing these kind of rumors and, and information floating around online about how this connects to like the vibrational state of matter and that uh, these entities can kind of change their vibrational state. So they kind of wear like, you know what I mean? They wear like a human, I don't know, exosuit or something like that. So I, I don't know, you can run with that, but those are just some of the thoughts I had on this. Well, uh, something that stood out to me, I'm going to try to make a piece on this. I'm working on it. That theory of the technological society by Jacques Alol, he kind of goes into that at like at our point in time or whatever the point when he wrote the book, it honestly is its own form of life and that its development is you know, not even it depended on human development. Like it's its own autonomous force and that it creates like NPCs for its own progression. And I mean, if to be honest, like any almost all jobs on the job market are sort of if it's not a management or service, it's really about further progressing technologies and uh just to you know everything is based on order and efficiency and he's in like in how something like uh the steam engine is directly connected to the airplane that's directly connected to like an iphone or a smartphone and that it's um it kind of just it keeps g generating itself into these different products that further allow it to continue to progress and that that progressive force he was seemed to be alluding to is uh, an entity in its own and uh i have i i hope to uh, kind of tackle that more in the future that's something i'm working on it sounds like you've got a, some technology yeah. invading you at the moment Salzburg gold <laughs> yeah not a steam train though it sounds like a diesel <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah there's a train going by close maybe like a quarter mile away <laughs> and the trains are just so big in the united states aren't they oh do you uh, everything's bigger in the united states come on stop bragging <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible to talk to a yank for more than about half an hour without them telling you that everything is bigger in america don't we know it, I? Don't we know it? I'll tell you. Did you hear my racial <laughs> epithet there? Yeah, we we're, were talking about fly fish. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Freaking yay. <laughs> talking about possible spiritual influences or other beings and a slightly Gnostic view of the world. One quick question for you, TNG, before I continue. Does your podcast, it goes out like on YouTube for general listening, doesn't it? This one will actually just be for the members, and I'll probably extend it to johnlebun.com as well. Well, the, the only reason I was up was just in case any... I was hoping it might be public, because no one's accused me of being a paid shill yet. So I was hoping that, so, any, that people from Fakeologists might listen, and then they might get upset. 
and they can accuse me on my YouTube channel of being a paid chill because no one has and that, that means I haven't made it yet so if anyone if anyone listens who, who gets upset about paid chills go to thrice8hermes.com or go to my YouTube channel thrice8hermes you can watch one of my videos you can get upset and you're, you can accuse me of being a shill in the comments because I could do some more comments I'm going to release it on YouTube now just because you've said this I will do that for you yeah, and until you get accused, of, no one's accusing me of being a shill. What am I doing wrong? That's what I want to know. Well, to be honest, Ipe, I've not been accused of being a shill yet. I've just been accused of being John LeBon, apparently. So John LeBon is me, and I am John LeBon, apparently. He's transgressed from being less than mediums, and uh, he's now take no notice. So uh, what do you think about that one, eh? Do I sound like John LeBon? <laughs> I, 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 good eye. <laughs> all right, good all eye. right, cobber. <laughs> oh dear, I tell you, it just get a bit crazy sometimes. And that from the fart podcast people, I believe, who are saying that. So good on them, good on them. So uh, going back to Floy Fisher's little thing about the technology, it's always interested me about the the microchip suddenly appeared from nowhere and also plays into all this area 51 bs and stuff like this uh you know like the roswell stuff where they see the thought that the technology has been you know took from alien technology and then transported into mobile phones and what was it metals that can liquid metals and things like this which are actually real by the way but the fact that they come from alien vehicles is uh, to me complete rubbish yeah it's always interested me that uh, the microchip suddenly seemed to appear out of nowhere that's obviously made all this possible what we're doing today i'm of the unfirm opinion very unfirm but i'm considering it that uh, magic may be the terrain and science may and technology may be the map aha because i'm i'm obviously down the alchemy route so i'm uh, fairly sure that this whole world the science the true science in this world is based on alchemy so my problem is with science as a noun because that's when it gets culty and like science as a verb is basically just a way of taking empiricism which is just obvious and then you call it science and you make it a noun in order to back up materialism but i'm that's where my thoughts are moving towards science science as, as a noun as the map and magic as the terrain fantastic i like it can you do a video on that i'm being i'm that, that's what i'm mulling over whilst i was milking today so if anyone still don't steal it quite yet if i get nothing done in the next week it's open for other people to steal so give me one week no dip it's all yours you, you do it you're okay i've got enough to do You've got to edit. You've got to edit the calls. Oh well, yeah, I've got to do that as well. So, and SSG wants to make a new video because uh, his his last one was rather good, and we'd like to see another one. Actually, that'd be uh, amazing. Oh the, yeah man, nothing has. I mean, it's fun. There was uh, what was the one recently? Uh, something with like a nine year old in uh, I I can't remember. It was uh, the garlic festival or something like that. Ah, yes, the garlic festival. You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one I could, I was like, I was like debating it because I, the one in New Zealand was like fit, like it was a pretty long video. So 
and I, <laughs> I found a really good theme for it. But yeah, as far as like uh, doing it for hoax events, yes, I, 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 I'm thinking about it. But nothing, nothing has been like so juicy. I was just like, yo, I gotta do it. <laughs> it was, that one. That one was hilarious. It just, it just looks so absurd. There, it's just obviously fake. But yeah, I, I will, I will get back to that at some point. I just have to find the right video that inspires me. And if you got any other videos too that just uh, hoax material, yeah, send it my way. If it's just like at just that absurd, like the one in the when the nine year old died, he's just like, yeah, man, you know, shit happens. Like, oh, you just kids get shot. <laughs> it's like, yeah, man, you know, put my my toast in the toaster too long, kind of burnt. <laughs> Fuck my day up a little bit, <laughs> but no big deal. We're gonna keep rolling with the punches. <laughs> like that's just like this dude's attitude to his kid. And it was like that was the same. Yeah, I I gotta do a video on it now. But like it's like the same exact night that it happened. It's like two hours later. Like, yeah, so we're on the spot with the father of the boy. How do you feel? Yeah, you know that that kind of sucked, man. You know, <laughs> it was tough. <laughs> it just like. It's so obvious, <laughs> but it, it also makes me think about like, I, I have to assume this guy's an actor. Like, how does that stuff just not leak out that it, it's just an absolute joke? It's just non-disclosure agreements or I, I have no clue. Uh, I got a running, uh, I got a running conspiracy theory that, um, uh, you know, all these folks, uh, they're all, they're all somewhat interrelated somehow, you know, so it's a goofy conspiratard, you know, conspiracy, but I'm telling you, man, all, all this you know, media fakery. You're right, SG, how do they keep it, you know, how do they keep it so, you know, mum's the word, you don't hear anything about it. I'm telling you, these folks are, they're all from one family, one clan, or, you know. Fly Fisher, that's going back to Dallas Goldbug type thing, isn't it, and the actor-based reality? And I actually agree with a lot of that stuff, to be fair, even though if I don't agree with half the people he's uh, tried to debunk. Does the clan have brackets around it? Yeah, I knew that's where that was going to go. <laughs> wrong wrong phraseology. I, could, I couldn't help it. But uh, TNG, I definitely put a lot. I, I put some stock. I don't want to say a lot. It's kind of hard to for, for me to say definitively anything at this point. But put some stock in that uh, actor-based reality, man. For sure, there are lifetime actors. I mean, that's a thing. That that's a For sure, that's a thing. I totally agree with you. And I think people like Donald Trump and... You know, our, our prime ministers and politicians and people like this are, are fit that category completely to a T. I, I would have thought the Queen did at one point as well, but unfortunately, since the little statements, I'm not quite so sure now. But there you go. <laughs> she, she's just a reptile, man. She's she's a reptile. <laughs> it, it's so strange how you could be like on one channel, you're just you know watching whatever the reality TV show is like the office or something like that and it's just like you already know that oh yeah this is just a show like this is actors this is obviously fake but like i could flip one channel to like cnn fox 9 whatever news station and then all of a sudden it like it has the air of authority like yes what you are being presented is totally real and none of the none of the events here are faked or with actors <laughs> it's like how like where where do you draw the distinction you know what i mean yeah, no one died in the making of this made-for-TV uh, newscast. Yeah, but, like, no one died also in fucking Avengers either. Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? It's just like... <laughs> what, what, what are you saying? Loki died, man, and Spider-Man, and everybody, they all died. 
What are you going on about? <laughs> That's how you know it's fake. Loki, Loki can't die. <laughs> oh, man, it's brilliant. I think we ought to go back to the history, Oaks, actually. I think we've totally digressed here, haven't we? Yeah, we got onto the history hoax and then, like, paranormal. And, like, you know, is that connected with, well, if there is a power, is that be, you know, we're sort of on that path. I don't know if it, anyone would be interested in, I want TNG, this line of the history hoax is that something that interests me about it is if history is a hoax, then what is this, what is the significance of it? Because my thought is it actually may be more significant because even if it's a myth, why is the myth there? What is it telling us? If it's done by, for nefarious reasons, then it may be trying to tell us one thing. If it's a product of our own, of say, our own selves or of like a shared dreamlike quality, what does it tell us about our own being that we project back these tales? For me, history doesn't necessarily stop to mean anything. Going back to what when you asked me at the very beginning, so why are we looking at history? It may be that it's more significant because why are these tales there and what does that tell us about who we are now? I would significance more than I, I think we might realise at this time. Can you expand on that, Floyd Fisher? Yeah, I mean, I could try it. Again, it's hard for me to kind of nail it down, but uh, it does seem like Daipu Daipu is just getting into about these stories. Why are they being provided? You know, why why are we given, you know, this this timeline? And it it does seem, and this this is why I kind of brought up uh, the, the history hoax uh, as a theme for this talk, is really would like to know the significance of the history hoax. And it seems like if they've gone to such, and, and they, if they've gone to all this great trouble to fabricate human history, I mean, what's there? What is it that they are trying to obfuscate? What is it that, that's trying to be hid here and it just seems like there's there's something there i mean obviously you know you're told that uh, you evolved you evolved from an amoeba i mean we know that's that's not the case so is it just that uh, that god pointed his big finger down here and just said bam and created humanity i mean it seems like something's there and start to get the inference that that we live in a very created a very created reality now you go out in nature and you think, you know, this seems natural, this seems, this seems pure and whatever it may be. But I'm, I get the sense that it's that this is artificial um, to the point where it's like, and I'm saying this just to illustrate the point. This isn't what I truly believe. I'm just trying to illustrate my point here, which is it's kind of like, you know, the sun is on a conveyor belt. You know what I mean? It's on a conveyor belt just set to run. Just set the run back and forth across the sky. And again, that's my way of just illustrating that this seems like a construct. It seems like a construct, what we're in. And I think maybe that is what's trying to be obfuscated here, is that, you know, uh, we all live in some big terrarium or something, and that uh, we, were, we were constructed. Floyd Fisher, that's really interesting that you've just said that because those thoughts have been crossing my mind for a long time now. And I, I think I have mentioned before living in the UK, and I don't know again how Dapey, Dapey feels about this one, but when I look around the UK, I know it's a very different place to the United States because the United States is so vast as well as Australia and places like this. But the UK is just one big factory. That's pretty much all it is. So, it, you know... It's one big farm and there is doesn't seem to be very anywhere actually natural to find. 
there's you know there's some big places maybe in Scotland, but maybe obviously a few patches in Wales as well. But most of it is just everywhere is just farmland wherever you look, and none of the trees. All of the trees appear to be 100 years old, 150 years old tops. Where are all the old trees? They're, they're just nowhere. And if there wasn't, if it wasn't for roads and beaches, there would almost be nowhere that you could go outside your house which wasn't privately owned. Because I mean, you can go a long way in the country, but without being on someone else's land, it's pretty much beaches and the, I think the beaches are probably owned by the Queen and the roads are owned by the state but they're the, about the only two places you can wander freely outside of your own home. With regards to the history hoax just with what Fly Fisher was saying I think perhaps like JLB has his pyramid of levels in hoaxes in general I think there may be levels of interpretation of individual hoaxes like with 9-11 you go up the levels of the hoax or perhaps go deeper and with the history hoax say a first level interpretation would be when I wrote my Magna Carta piece if we assume say history starting 250 years ago ish when you look at Magna Carta there's a YouTube video in the article and just at the time when Magna Carta, I mean, it was barely even talked about according to official history for hundreds of hundreds of years. It wasn't even considered. And just as the, there's always talk about, you know, increasing the vote and democracy and the, the supremacy of parliament over the monarchy, that's the exact point that all these discoveries are made of old manuscripts of Magna Carta. It lines up so precisely almost. And the same thing happens with King Alfred the Great. He was known for defeating the Vikings and in the official story he introduces these like taxation, standing armies, uh, militarized towns, burrs, the governmental, local governmental systems. And if you look at what's happening in the Victorian time, as all these discoveries are being made about these primary source documents and as we're not on video I made air quotes there at that exact point in the Victorian time what you see is the expansion of standing armies you see the income tax brought in in order to pay for the standing armies there's these parallels and for me that is one explanation for the history hoax but that's like the baby hoax interpretation of it and it's not it's not wrong it's just the first level of why they would provide why they would provide these hoaxes and for me that makes even on this level, it makes actually history more significant. It's not just tales in the past, which, you know, there was in a progression up to where we are now. It's that this history has a direct significance now. And there's even a quote that the way historians work, and it's by a modern historian, they didn't even believe in real people and real history. They're providing historical archetypes for the needs of the time. And I think that sums up like the first level. It's the provision of it's the provision of historical archetypes for the needs of the time. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Dave. It's it's pretty obvious, and they admit it, don't they? And uh, I think Al touched on that a few times as well in in some of his work, didn't he? Yeah, I, I think Al's Al's approach with the historical history, the humorous historical admissions. I got that the right way around. I didn't include that in the first time I wrote, but. I was very much influenced by that the second time and there's so much you know there's so much just revealed there that you you get as much out 
it, like you get the technical details at the primary research, but at the same time, it's accompanied by these admissions in the introductions just sitting there. Amazing. I'm just going to digress now here, because obviously you guys have been at play now for three and a half hours. We've probably done enough, actually, but I just wanted to do a bit of trivia. So not uh, JLB trivia, but TNG trivia, and it's not going to be that hard, you're all right. That's my weak point. No sink at all, my friend. This is to- totally Tartaria-related from you guys. Oh, blimey. I wish, I, I wish I'd read your article now before I came before this. Well, you can't because I've not, I've not typed it up yet. In fact, that's what I was doing while you, you lot were doing your 1984 call. I'd started writing up my, uh, my Tartaria article. But I'd like to give some of the game away because it's, it's quite amusing to me. And also digressing again, talking about sync. I actually had a bit of a sync, a personal sync yesterday because I'd put a bit of an advert on my Discord server about the Tartaria hoax and I'd also put in my coming soon a thumbnail for it and I've now had to remove it I've removed the lot because after I'd done that and obviously Flyfisher took some interest in in what I'd put up there about the Tartaria hoax I actually had an invite from a Facebook group which is called something like the Great Tartaria Facebook group uh, who'd seen my history hoax uh, one of my last uh, YouTube video, and they invited me to the group. <laughs> so I've I've posted a few things in there, and I thought I better. <laughs> are they are they true believers or are they? Yeah, that there's actually uh, four thousand true believers of the ta- the Great Tartaria theory, and uh, they are totally believers of it. And it's quite amazing to me, it really is. So my little bit of trivia is, I've looked through a lot of the sources for the books and whatever that these guys are using and picking up and and things like what's been on Wikipedia, that obviously there's sources on there. And I've looked through and, and there's all these these books that go back to the 1800s. And what I've actually discovered, so this is my my nugget for you. What I've discovered is is that Tartaria, as a as a, a civilization in the 1800s basically tartaria really was just the name for china and asia it was it's just the name for the place basically you know a large body of land which was asia so it covered the mongols and you know all that kind of area but it wasn't until after the 1800s that this thought that the tartarians was actually this congealed massive um what do you call it empire Okay, and that comes, <laughs> believe it or not, from an author who is uh, quite famous for fiction. And so my, my little quiz piece is to use, can you guess the author who is responsible for inventing the empire of Tartaria? And it's from the early-ish 1900s is my clue for you. If no one else is, I'll take a guess. Anybody guess? Anybody? Go on, Dapey. I, I, I've, got, I've got a guess. It, was he a satire writer? He's not. No, he's he's not known as a, a satire writer. What what he's known as is probably the greatest fantasy writer that's ever lived. If you take out um, J.I.R. Tolkien out the equation, Jonathan Swift. No, so we're talking the early 1900s in a fictional novel. Is it like uh, one of the Huxleys somewhere in their family? Oh, you, you're getting warm, Salzburg. Let's say, go on, go on, Daifu. Oh, the, what's his name from The Little Mermaid? 
No, no, no. No, you're going into fairy stories now. Jonathan Swift. I, I, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get this, are you? <laughs> Tolkien. God, dude. So we're talking between from from when 1900. Something Wells. Something Wells. Orson Wells. Orson Wells. Is it H.G. Wells? The okay, I'll give you his date. He was born in 1906, I think, and he died in Tolkien. No, 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 not Tolkien. This this author born in 1906 and died in 1936, and he had some very popular fantasy stories. What's his name? Jules Jules Verne. Jules Verne. So, what you call science fantasy stories? Uh. J.K. Rowling and they're, they're to to this day a massive, big films and everything spun out of spun out of this to this day. And I'll give you a Jonathan Swift. No, really? No, no. Jonathan Swift. No, uh, too too la- too too early. So uh, uh, J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. No, it was, a, it was a, I'll give it. I'll give it. You know, it was it was actually the the author of the Conan. Novels, Jonathan Swift. So Conan the Barbarian. So we're talking very famous author of Robert E. Howard, and it looks like, certainly looks like to me, that he actually invented the whole thing of the Tartarian <laughs> Empire. And here I have, uh, let's find it, shall we? A book. His book. It was called The Treasures of Tartary. Robert E. Howard. <laughs> Everyone loves a great tale about an ancient golden age civilization where everything was such and such and it was taken away and etc. Yeah, well, it's described as an oriental adventure story and uh, an oriental fiction story. And there's gold, Arabs, adventure, spies, east and west throughout. Wow. Is is there a theory that the Tartarians were actually from Africa along the We Was Kings line? Well, no, uh, from what I gather, from what from what I've read, the the kind of is like two different um, capitals for this. So there was one in supposedly Eastern Europe, which is more into Russia, and then you've got the the other one is China itself, or you know, into the like the Mongol territory and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of split, but because they really nobody has really any idea about. Anything. It's all made up bullshit. You'd be amazed at some of the stories <laughs> that are coming out on it. So, in in your in your research, have you looked into what events were happening at the time, like nine, when this comes into the historical oak hoax archives? Because after what I was talking about earlier, now when I hear about discoveries in history nowadays. I'm trying to think to myself, what's coming up on the horizon? What thing nowadays are they going to push? So was there something maybe in China or something that was being pushed? And this is the, the backup for it at the same time. Well, this is the interesting thing for me, Daipui, because when I've looked into this book, um, obviously you've got this Robert E. Howard, who was supposedly born 1906 and died 1936. But when I looked into the publication date for this actual story. Can you guess what the year is that the publication date for this book is? 1945. You're way off. 1896. You're going the wrong way. <laughs> 1979. 
crumbs. Yep, 1979 by a publisher called Viking Press, no doubt. It's uh, it's all very interesting, I tell you. It, it, the the whole thing is one big conundrum, I tell you. It's all congealed and going all over the place. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's a riddle for your mind. It certainly is. So it's enough of uh, Tartary, I think. Uh, we're not even get onto the Tartarian tablets and all that rubbish as well, but uh, you can read about it in the article when it comes out. <laughs> so has anybody else got any thoughts they want to inject into Tartar? I don't know if any of, you, any of you guys have looked in the mud flood stuff to the other side of the story, which I don't think is related at all, but there's something certainly going on there with those mud flooded buildings. So if, I don't know if you've seen anything about this fly fisher, because obviously you paid some uh, attention to my little post yesterday. Yeah, I, I guess I have uh, exposed how little I actually know uh, about this topic with my uh, Flamenco comment. But um, no, I, I mean, the, the mud flood uh, part of it is, is somewhat interesting. What, what kind of interests me is the, they're trying to insinuate that, um, you know, the tops of these buildings, right? You got these like weather antenna type things at the top of buildings that they would conduct some kind of like free energy through the ether. Yeah, I thought that, that bit about it was pretty interesting. I, I have to stop you right there, though, don't I? That, that one part of the, the mud flood myth really miffs me off because that is all connected to the Tesla hoax. <laughs> and we know that Tesla was a hoax and the free energy thing is a hoax because nobody can get, was it hydrogen and oxygen <laughs> to split from water? So uh, the whole free energy thing is, is, is rubbish, isn't it? Oh, oh, yeah. I, I wasn't trying to indicate like I actually uh, bought into it, but um, yeah, I just thought because cause of course you know the whole um, you know the whole free ener- energy thing is is kind of a myth at this point. So it's just myth building in my eyes. The the whole Tartaria is kind of myth building, and you know one of the other maybe interesting is the wrong word, but the the other interesting part about this is it does seem to funnel people towards um, like, uh, you know what I mean? Like the creation biblical myths because of the, right, the the flood, which they uh, insinuate was, was part of the, you know what I mean? Like Noah's Ark type flood. You're right. It, it does. I mean, this is a bit like the flat earth as well, isn't it? It does the same thing. It pushes people to, to, to the God thing, but with, the, again, this is a, a call. When I did the call with JLB on the mud floods, that's what I uh, insinuated is that they, you know, the whole mud flood thing is basically just a retelling of, of the, the great flood myth with Noah's Ark and all that. But of course, what we do know now today is that Noah's Ark or the great flood myth is supposedly um, a copy of a copy of a copy of a story that comes from the Sumerian tablets. And unfortunately, they just don't exist. So they're actually from the babylonian tablets and babylon was and is a theme park and was never real so uh yeah essentially this whole thing is just one big myth and and just none of it is true whatsoever it's it's all garbage so i have a question does that like tie into your statement earlier that like you don't think there even is a they or the powers that be like is does any of this myth building like tie into why you propose that uh, conclusion? It's kind of hard to put in put in words, really. So I, I don't think for for one that there 
for me that there is any human involvement, should I say, in what's happening to certainly today. I think maybe in times gone by, there was people who used to work for the royal families or whatever who put a lot of this together, and then you had you know people like uh, George Orwell and uh, whoever you know putting their thoughts down into their books and and whatever else going back into the early 1900s but for me today I, I don't think any any I don't think it's even necessary anymore and I think when you look at things like ultrasound and and whatever else you know the, the retarding the masses on mass you know a big scale uh, there's there's just not really any you know necessity to come up with any new plans for honest I don't think there's any need to have, a, have this group of humans <laughs> doing doing this orchestrated stuff oh there's just from because you were talking about 1984 today there's a quote in it and I was trying to find it whilst you were talking where I can't remember one of the, one of the higher ups in the in the party says to Winston that it's not important to perpetuate whoever's in I'm really paraphrasing whoever's in charge all that's important is that the system persists and it goes back to what you were saying about it's the system which persists and there could well be uh, a they who think that they are the they but they are as much a part of the system is everyone is everyone else so that there isn't a they doesn't preclude there being a they it's just the they is not really the they with the mud flood i kind of would agree that it's a kind of uh, a flat earth-esque thing because it stops people from going any deeper down into the ramifications of significance of the history hoax and with free energy i think free energy is a hoax to distract from magic because magic involves will and it's the use of will and will involves effort so free energy is a distraction from uh, magic as the terrain I again totally agree with everything you said, and you actually stole my thunder there, Dave. Because sorry, sorry, sorry. I was actually going to say about that uh, little quote from 1984, but never mind. Oh, if 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 you you have it, if you have it on you, it might be better to read it out properly. No, no, you carry on. It's it's, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, I've I've lost my train of thought now. (laughs) Apologies for that as well. (laughs) Totally, totally. What I was going to say, even after all this said about uh, Tartaria, the mud flood, being a flood myth and all that kind of stuff, there is still something to my mind, something loony or up with this theory they've got about the architecture of the old buildings and plays a hand into again going back to phil phil again from i think it's one of the discord calls that was just before i joined john is uh he was going on about a reset and yeah he, he could well be so the the thing is here with these with these buildings if if these buildings were there so we have all these old ancient cathedrals and whatever that have been found all over the place and they are they do have these window levels that are you know, below ground and all this kind of thing or are being exposed. And so they have been buried under. So uh, again, plays into some theories that, you know, connected to the history oaks again, what absolutely blows my mind here, what, what what we could actually be looking at has actually happened going back. So I don't know if you, any uh, anybody wants to inject anything into that. <laughs> Oh, it, it, I agree with you, but that's when you can start to get to the point where... The riddle which is left can 
could potentially drive you to madness. And so the hoaxes are, are very important for seeing the reality that we're in. And then we can look at them with clear eyes. But with the light system being there, there is that danger of getting lost in, in all these things. Well, again, I'd like to interject another thought into this because we've just, I've just spent the last 12 months or so going back to when I first found John LeBon and started looking into the Vikings. So since for longer than 12 months now, I've been looking into the history oaks and trying to find the primary sources for all this history that we were given as children and you know at school and in the media and now I'm starting to think to myself well should I actually be bothering looking for the primary sources for fake history shouldn't I actually be looking for the primary sources of the real history is that not what I should be doing <laughs> where would they be Davey where would they be I'm not sure I'm not sure I, you know, I feel your pain because I'm I've done most of the research for, as I said in the prequel, for the Hippocratic Oath uh, hoax. And it's at the point where it becomes such a struggle to, to like finish off the fine details. But the significance of the hoax is interesting that I would like to finish it because it ties in with the medical hoax. And the lack of primary sources is one thing, but the nonsense which has been told about, oh, people were always saying the the oath and how it's been updated, the actual, the parts on top of the hoax, the significance of it ties in so well with the medical hoax that I would like to finish off my research and write it up so I can then, so I feel like I've done, I feel like I've tied up everything properly and then I can talk about the significance. So there still is significance, it's just the battle with the primary sources is kind of exhausting sometimes but you feel like you want to make sure you've tied up those ends properly. So that's kind of where I am with the with the history hoax and the the struggle with the sources. It's G. What what are your thoughts on all this? You've been a bit quiet, which is unusual for you, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it kind of seems to me that there may be a potential where they put this myth building and like technology into existence in that it kind of it took on its own life in that now it, it doesn't even need it it does live off human existence but like it, it cannot function without me operating it but it sort of has its own life of its own and it's progressing toward its own end that you know we don't like we don't know about and that maybe like winston was talking about like what what does the future hold is unimaginable it's like yeah dude like what is what is all these process this what is all this progressing towards you know what i mean and yeah i kind of talked what we were talking about earlier like it, it kind of has its life of its own and it, it's creating its own direction i think you're totally right sg it is creating its own direction but the end point is still pretty unknown isn't it we can all see a, a kind of concentration of certain things certainly in technology and where it's all heading ultimately it's, it's hard to say yeah and that that it, it does add credence that there really is no powers that be there may have previously have been but they have since lost control of the reins and it's it's on its own course i think you're right there Oh, just because you mentioned the Vikings, because you got me thinking, and what we were talking about, what's the significance of 
the times when hoaxes come about and you like we were taught at school so much about vikings in the present day i assume it was the same for you is that if you look at you know some of the modern trends it's in all men are potential rapists and then there's the all-conquering white man in slavery if you look at the historical meme of the vikings of rape and pillage and it fits in fairly well with the agenda pushed about uh, the modern white man so there's there's always that the providing of historical archetypes for the needs of the agenda of the time just get your thoughts on all the craziness we've spoken about today and maybe uh, just give your your guest view on this <laughs> see what, what you think about uh, what we've just been discussing about these three yeah sure absolutely so yeah thank thanks for having me on it's it's been great uh very interesting stuff covered um i definitely had some key points that i wanted to make first off let me just uh mirror what dipey dipey the the concept that he put forward which is who who are they i mean think about it who maintains the system we do i mean humans do so in a, in a sense it's we are they i mean you can say there are certain blinds and families that have a lot of wealth and you could kind of point your finger and say that's they but again i just want to mirror the comment that that dipey dipey put forward which is it's pretty much us we are they and it is humans that that make this up ostensibly it's it's humans i mean who knows maybe the queen is a is a reptile which uh <laughs> again you know let me give my thoughts my final thoughts about that that uh, line of, of thinking as well which i mean that's super interesting I find that really fascinating certainly tng if i had the real life uh, encounter like you did i would for sure i'd be a believer i mean seeing's believing right so I mean, that would definitely change my perspective on that. Again, I would just add that, you know, technology seems to have come out of nowhere. A lot of this stuff you brought up, the the microchips, I mean, so is it is it that wild to think that maybe, you know, maybe these humans, these capstone humans are being directed? It, it's a potential, I'm just saying. Oh, you know, there's a lot of possibilities, and that's a, certainly one, and it's really interesting line of of thinking here thanks for joining me that's dapey dapey salzburg gold and fly fisher thank you very much this has been take no gnosis and it is goodbye for now <laughs>